Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming female entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. And today we are in the middle of New York City. This is the first interview I'm having here together with a friend of mine. I'm oh. honored. Yeah, Alexa Nicole, you also have your own podcast. You are the best-selling author of The Power to Persevere. You are the host of The Power Pod and also a designer. You're soon to launch your own brand. And I'm so excited to hear your story. You grew up in New York City. I grew up here, yeah. yeah. And born I and just, raised. Born and raised. And I just want to know everything about you. Like, let us know you have this entrepreneurial spirit. So give it, give it, give it up for Alexa. Welcome to Business Talk. I am so honored to be on your show. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everyone. And What's a phrase that I can say in Norwegian? A phrase that you can say in Norwegian? You could say, Jeg er glad for å være... Jeg er glad for å være... This is okay. I'm, for, I don't... Your, for your European yeah. crowd. Hello, yeah. everyone. Hello. Um, <gasps> it's so... So fun that how we met actually. Let's, I know. Let's, let's also, dive into that. Yeah, let's also tell people how do we know each other. Yeah. You're a friend of mine now. Yeah. We Can met, you just tell us how did we meet? I was at an entrepreneur conference and then I met someone there who is super kind, super nice, and she said her friend was visiting New York. We met on where was it? WhatsApp and then LinkedIn. I don't even know. LinkedIn, Instagram, all the platforms connected and then we met up and we were just like business soul sisters <laughs> yeah we are we yeah. are just like we're yeah, both yeah. running our own podcast at the same time yeah doing a lot of aligned stuff aligned at the same time and for those listeners out there right now listening to this you know just put yourself out there you never know who you'll meet you never know who you get connected with and now that Henrietta has been here she's invited me to a networking event I invite her to networking events I'm sending her name everywhere so she can be recorded and have all these amazing connections yeah right so you never know who you'll meet but let's I guess jump into yeah like, who I am right yeah I want yeah. to know more and we need to let everyone know who yeah. you are because I think it's so important to have a mission and be right. on a path yes. and know where you're going and that's what you are yeah. and that's why we met because we are both on our own path but tell us about your yourself your upbringing in New York City start with that yeah. and then we dig into your business and your yes. brand and everything okay so born and raised in New York City, I feel like I'm a rare breed. Um, my family immigrated from Italy. So, this, I mean, this happened before I was born. Um, it was my grandparents who immigrated here, and then my great-grandparents. So I was born into a big Italian household, a big Italian family, um, many, many cousins. And, you know, just growing up in New York City, exposed me to a lot of art, a lot of culture and creativity. And then coupled with the fact that my family immigrated here and they were also in the creative field as well. Like when I was younger, I used to watch my nonno, my grandfather, um, so close. And at a very young age, I was exposed to seeing what it was like to be working with industrial sewing machines, you know, watching him tailor clothes, that's what he did for a living, he was a tailor, um, in his basement, I was, you know, just inspired to, to see him create 
garments. I mean, he had suits that he created from scratch for himself that he showed me that he used to make in Italy before he moved to America. Um, and then also just like, you know, growing up in the city, I was able to really express myself in an artistic way, in a very creative way. And I think that was kind of like part of my soul, like who I yeah. was. Um, but How because, was it to grow up here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to really compare it to because this is what home is for me, but it gave me a lot of experience. It gave me a lot of opportunity where when I was younger, I would take art classes at very famous institutions um, and even fashion classes too, like Fashion Institute of Technology, if you've ever heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I was taking these classes, being exposed to creativity at a young age um, and really crafting who I was as a yeah, person. So you're a creative soul. I'm a creative soul. And because I was born in the city, it allowed me to, you know, explore that creativity even more. Mm. Um, and even when I was a very young girl, like three years old, uh, I would make clothes out of paper, accessories out of paper and wear it around the house. Like I wanted to be a designer so bad. And I remember even making business plans at like four or five years old, showing them to my mom, whether it was me making a business plan for a healthy skincare line, I swear, like I was like into this yeah, 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 yeah. or fashion. And like, I was just, I had this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, you always uh, wanted to make a business out of it and not only do the creative side because you need to also combine. Yeah, I would, yeah so it's funny you say this. In high school, I, I actually started my own accidental business. It was a jewelry business because growing up in the city, you know, you're you're very independent at a very young age. Yeah. I was riding the subway like, by myself at like 11 years old, 13 years old, like going to different like, schools, institutions in the summer, taking classes to up-level my skills in art and design. I was there with my huge portfolio. I was like five feet tall. I was like this tiny little thing walking around the city, a child, my little flip phone, right? Um, but it, that was normal for me. Um, and I, you know, I would go around Soho a lot. I remember on the weekends, I loved to go to either Fifth Avenue, take a walk to Fifth Avenue or to Soho and go in little boutiques and shops and department stores to see what was around, like all the fashion pieces that were around because I just loved fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, when you're 13, going like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, you don't really have much money, right? Okay, so I remember I was in a store and I saw some jewelry and I was like, well, you know, I know my mom used to create jewelry. She didn't sell it, but she used to take classes and like make jewelry. I know she had a bunch of material at home. So I was like, what if I started to make my own jewelry? Because I don't really have money right now <laughs> to be spending. Like $30 is a lot when you're 16 years old. Yeah. Or like $50 is a lot when you're 16. Yeah. Uh, what's $50 USD? I mean, not USD. Uh, where, that's where 500 krona. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, a, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot when you're a kid. Yeah, very much. So I remember I would just I find ways to be really creative on my own. Mm-hmm. And I would buy material and just like make my own things. And the first product they made that I didn't know it was going to be an actual product was rings. Yeah. It was a ring. Um, so I posted on the early days of Instagram. Like, I don't even know what Instagram was at that point. Like we all just downloaded for the first time. Posted a photo of me wearing these rings that I made. And everyone was commenting, where can I buy these rings? Where do you sell these rings? Where can I make a purchase? Um, and a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, wait, maybe I should start selling these. So I started to sell them 
then my Instagram started to grow a little bit more. And what was funny is that people from out of the country, all over the country, were starting to contact me. Where can I buy your jewelry? So another light bulb went off and I was like, okay, maybe I should take this and you know make it something. So I started an Etsy account um, and then I started selling online. I started my own website <laughs> and it was, I guess, a premonition or it was the the first time I was actually able to experience what being an entrepreneur was like and it was so exciting for me I was so in my element creating these collections at 16 years old 17 years old um, and selling them online and to strangers and then them giving me good feedback um, and so what's your plan now are you gonna are you gonna make let me get brand? there let me get there <laughs> so I started to do that and then that inspired me to go to business school. So I wanted to go to business school and then also go to school to study fashion alongside business. And um, halfway through college, I mean, I was really, really excited. I was working really hard, getting my foot in the door, getting my jewelry into boutiques. Um, and then... <laughs> I had a little situation. So halfway through college, although I did internships with women's clothing, men's clothing, children's, like I was working with Nike, Jordan, Hurley, Converse, Levi's, like really cool brands. Um, I found out that I had cancer. So <laughs> I had a cancer diagnosis halfway through college um, and I had to drop everything. And during this time, it was so difficult for me, honestly. Like, I mean, fighting for my life was really hard. Thank God that the type of cancer was curable, that there was a treatment plan for it. I had to take off a year of school to undergo treatment and then also recover a little bit before beginning school again. But I turned towards creativity to help heal me. Um, and then I also discovered mindset, motivation, perseverance. I discovered all these ways that I was helping myself get through treatment because when you go through chemotherapy, when you go through something that's so transformative where your life is at stake and you're on the bridge of death like every single week when you're going through treatment, it's a lot. Yeah. So you really need to build a foundation to get yourself out of that. Um, and mine was through mindset, through spirituality. And that was how you started writing a book, right? That, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I built all this knowledge and all my friends told me, they're like, you have so much wisdom. And while I was going through this, I also didn't really have anyone to speak to. I didn't have anyone to go to, to, you know, ask for advice or help. So when I started school again, I was like, I need to write a book. This keeps coming up. Like, I think I'm meant to help people. Um, so I ended up writing a book. I got connected with someone through manifestation, I feel. I was like, I want to write a book. Someone wrote a book. She connected me to her publisher. And then I wrote a book and it debuted as an Amazon bestseller, which is really cool. And it's Power to Persevere, inspiring stories to help you get through challenging moments. Mm -hmm. so and I'm it's also based on your own experience. It's based on my own experience. So I marry my own experience, couple it with all these other stories from people going through life challenges mm -hmm. whether it's they also had cancer whether they've had mental illness they've um, had someone in their life that a loved one that they lost at a very young age mm -hmm. um, you know even if they've been homeless you name it it's in there 
because I needed to write something that other people could relate to, right? So people could know, maybe they're going through something like me. Maybe they're they're having an experience um, different than mine, but they need help. They need someone to relate to. They need someone to connect with. So that's why I wrote the book. And I interviewed a lot of different people, like 20 plus people in it. Um, so every chapter starts off with, of course, the chapter name, the title, then a little quote to help you get through a challenge. Um, then a story about me, a story about someone else. Um, and then I write a a question that you can ask yourself, a little takeaway. And in the back of the book, there's a little journal section too, so you can take notes in there and write. Because when I was going through treatment and writing, I mean reading, I was taking notes everywhere. Um, and how has this made you like, first, how how do you start writing a book? When, Honestly, because I remember I, I no asked you one day, yeah. like, how did you do it? Like, so like, because why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. So why did I do it? Because I felt like there was something inside of me that needed to, it was like a soul contract, right? Like it was meant for me to write this book. Yeah. I remember even like fourth grade, I had to write a little mini book for my English class. And I remember clearly telling my parents one day I'm going to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Your dream come true. Like crazy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, listen, like it wasn't like, it's not my strong suit. I was more of a create, I had more of a creative brain. I um, was very, very good at math. Like that's what I enjoyed. Writing wasn't really my forte. So, you know, that goes to show you that you could do anything you put your mind to. You yeah, know? exactly. You don't have to have a title like, oh, you went to school for, um, you, you don't have to say that you went to school for uh, literature and you, then you can write a book, right? You can go to school for anything and write a book. Like you are the author of your life. You're the author of your own story that you're writing. So if you want to write a book, write that book. Um, but the process was very intense. Um, I had a deadline and I had to write this book within a very short period of time. And I don't even know what I was doing. I don't know what I was writing. I just started to speak from my heart. Like, you can listen to everyone else around you. You yeah. can listen to the advice of people mm. who are experts. Mm. But when it comes down to it, on any single type of creative pursuit or project, I really feel as if you need to just speak from you. You need yeah. to listen to yourself, listen to your heart. So I can give you all the advice that you want. Mm. But at the end of the day, take it with a grain of salt because you know what's best for you deep down inside. Like, you know what's in there. Um, and like my book, I've never seen anything like it before. Like I've never read a book, all the books that I was reading during this time in my life, um, where I had, you know, like uh, uh, someone writing a, a story about, like a very vulnerable story about part of time, a time of their life. And then also writing a story about someone else that had a very similar experience or a different experience. And then, you know, trying to find some sort of comparison between mm. both of them then a takeaway section then questions like I've never seen anything like that but mm. that came to me that was something that I thought of because yeah you I think use it was your meant, intuition yeah, a it lot. was meant for that book to to be written that way and of course like when you write it and it's published and I even got bestseller I it was weird like I wasn't even excited I was like okay what's next and I feel like that's a mistake yeah. that a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs make because they don't really enjoy and celebrate all the hard work that Yeah, what has been the biggest challenge for you along the way? Along the way of entrepreneurship? Yeah. 
Mm, I feel like it's just listening to my heart and listening to... Was that difficult for you? Yeah. Because, Why? I mean, I, you know, when you have these dreams and goals, you can find your expanders, right? An expander is someone who's going to expand your consciousness, going to allow you to understand that it's mm -hmm. possible for you. But the rabbit hole that you can fall down during this time is saying, okay, well, they did it like this. Let me do it exactly like mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So you start comparing yourself to yeah, other people. Yeah, you start to also think that you need to do it in a specific way right. in terms of because that's how society S says it's how society. society. Exactly. Yeah. And then also alongside that, of course, no, yeah. no one's perfect, right? So you're always gonna, going to also have limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's ingrained in you. It's, it's deep-rooted belief systems in your subconscious that you're not aware of that might come yeah. up, that might block you. You might not understand why maybe you're acting in a certain way or you're prohibiting yourself from, you know, making that certain call that you may be needing to make or, yeah, yeah. or reaching out to someone. Maybe something happened in your childhood that was traumatic, but you don't understand that whatever that experience was, but you're having this, um, you're, you're, you're experiencing it in real time right now. Like you're having a panic attack on maybe calling someone to ask them for advice, to ask them to read something, to ask them how to do it. But why are you having this anxiety? Where is it coming from? And I think that's what like is a block along the way of entrepreneurship because mm. mm. certain things come up along the way that are subconscious. That but entrepreneurship are, is not for everyone, right? No, I mean, you can. Also I feel like I feel like entrepreneurs have a different mentality. Like I think they're they're born differently, right? So. Like I'm, I have a nine to five, right? I have a day job, but on the side, I have all these projects. And I feel like in a way, everyone could be an entrepreneur. If they really wanted to, they would. Yeah. But it all comes down to how much self-discipline you have yeah. and how much you're willing to do it. It's quite busy for you then. You have a day job and then you do yeah. your own brand, you run your podcast and you do all these things yeah. on the side. How do you make time for it? How do you prioritize? you just do i mean like when i get home from work if i have time i'll like look into design work which we'll get into so you know i wrote my book while i was in school i was finishing up my senior year um and let me tell you it was so intense because i was taking more classes than i was supposed to it was overloading on classes i was supposed to be taking like four or five classes and i was taking more than that because i wanted to graduate on time um and i didn't want to take any summer school classes um and I was just so focused like I would be on campus from like 9 a.m to 10 p.m and then of course I would have like you know some time in between so maybe I'm in the library I'll try to get my homework done and then if I had time after that I would maybe do a little research into my book writing or like on the weekends I would research my book and you know that was my goal so instead of me doing things that I didn't align with, I was focused on what was making me happy at the mm -hmm. time. So what was making me happy was writing this book. Mm -hmm. Going out from uh, during this time in my life, going out and partying was not making, making happy. me happy. Not. And also, I wasn't feeling well from like chemo and stuff still. Like realistically, like um, when I was writing the book, I was only like a year and a half out of chemo, right? Mm. So. I was just really and truly leading with my heart during this whole time. I wasn't listening to other people. I was just leading with my heart. And when you lead with your heart, you start to make pockets of time if you want to do it, right? What would you say you learned from going through chemo and 
everything that you've done in your childhood, working so hard, working so much, what, what is your biggest learning now? Life is, it's long, but it's short. And it's a gift, it's a blessing. So you need to take every single day with, well, a grain of salt in a way. So if like issues come up, like, listen, it's not the end of the world, okay? Like, <laughs> you're gonna get through it. You might not get through it, but listen, like. What, what techniques do you use to get through it? It's do you been, have any techniques? Yeah, it's been like five years in the making of, of intense hard work. Like, I didn't just come here and have this realization of, oh, I'm, I'm in a good place mentally. No, like it's been me going to therapy every single week, me doing the work on the side, me listening to podcasts that help retrain my subconscious mind, me reading books, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. unlearning what I learned that was really making me think negatively. And then also like finding expanders, people who've done things that I, I aspire to also do and creating visual representations of what my life could be like. So like vision boards yeah. or like affirmations, like writing it down. Like I'm a huge proponent of that. If you can find something that you can just place on your mirror every single day yeah. and stare at and it, like you, your subconscious mind will start to retrain itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you just can't compare yourself to other people. You have to just stay in your own lane. I feel like that's the biggest thing. And that's my main do you have anything you, you regret doing or not doing? Uh, you know, I could say I could regret X, Y, and Z, but at the end of the day, everything I needed, I did. Yeah. So whatever happened during that time or whatever um, decision I made, I can't say I regretted it because at that time in my life, I needed it. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that's kind of like how I live by now. I, I feel like I can't have regrets. Maybe the biggest regret could have been, I don't know, like, no regrets. I, I, I actually really, I can't even think of any type of regret because my life turned out the way that it is today for a reason because the decisions I made and I made decisions based off of what I intuitively needed to learn. And because I went through with that and I leaned into what my heart wanted and I leaned into making these choices, I learned from it. And now I can use those experiences as takeaways into whatever chapter, mm -hmm. uh, experience, um, painful moment happens yeah. in my life. You know, I can just look back and say, look at all the things that you learned on, in these intense five years of you building yourself up. Um, how can we make like this situation better? So now when something like really bad happens in my life, I kind of look at it in a different light where I'm like, what is it going to teach me? Hmm. Because of all the things that I learned from cancer, like what is this going to teach me now? Yeah. It's not going to be at the end of the world. It's going to teach me something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if you would, I have a really interesting question, which I read in this book that I read yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was also doing some affirmations, writing down my goals, dreams and everything. It's really powerful when you also have it in front of you. Yes. But this question okay. is really interesting. And I read it in this book. What makes you, Alexa, if we could distill you and try to extract your essence, what would that be? Ooh. What's my essence? What's your essence? Like, what's your vision? What's what's your essence? My, my vision in life is to just, it's to help people by being creative. Like, I've done a lot of work where I'm like, what was my purses, purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I came to the realization about a year ago, two things I love the most, helping people and being creative. So I feel like whatever decisions I make in life, it has to align with those two things. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, 
when I live life, I'm always doing it like for the best of humanity. Like how, what, how is this going to serve humanity? Um, not how is it going to serve me? Like, of course you can like live from your ego, but like really and truly, I try to like live from my heart, like from a place of being like a child of God. Like how would this higher power want me to live? Like, how can I just better the earth in some sort of way? Mm -hmm. Um, and tell us Alexa, through like love and light. Yeah. 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 So tell us Alexa, how are you going to do this in the future? So what's your plans now going forward? (laughs) Well, I'm doing it every day. I, mean, I feel like I'm just living the tr- my truth every day, whether it's me, you know, helping. I, recently, like a few weeks ago, a few days ago, um, there is an elderly woman who was having a hard time walking upstairs, and I helped her get up the stairs, you know, it should, or like maybe being extremely nice to a waiter, like tipping them extra or smiling to someone on the street. It's like always those little things, the little encounters that you'll come into you know, you can do small things every single day to make you feel powerful, to make Mm. you feel your highest self, to persevere. But then also, like, you can have dreams. Like, I have dreams too. Like, in the long run, of course I want to, like, you know, have my own business which you can talk about one day. Yeah, tell me, what's your business? Yeah, I mean, the future, I work... What's your vision? Like, what business do you want to make? So, right now, I feel like I'm living the dream because I worked super hard to get to where I am. Between you know, the podcast thing, um, not looking at metrics, looking at how it's affecting people, positive feedback, because I feel like we can get lost in the metrics. Yeah. But like podcasting, making content. Um, and then also my day job, like this is like my dream job. I've always wanted to be in some sort of design role, like design engineering. Now it's so fun. So I feel like I'm living the dream, but it's not done. It's not over. I don't think dreams should stop. So, you know, right now, although... I'm, I've learned to celebrate my present time, my present moment, like not just like blow it away, like ah, I wrote my book, whatever next. Like I'm celebrating it right now, but also exploring my soul, my heart, which is design. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm like designing now, but like this is a different design that I'm exploring, re-exploring. It's a jewelry. I'm getting back into jewelry. I'm getting back into making paintings. And I feel like wherever life takes me, I'm also going to take that with me. Yeah. Like that's my plan. That's my vision to, to be creating things that people can wear, that people can place in their homes. That's going to remind them to be their most powerful self. They'll wear a necklace like the one that I'm wearing right now. They'll put something on um, their bathroom wall. That's going to remind them when they're brushing their teeth every day, like I'm powerful. I can do this. I'm going to get through whatever experience I am being challenged with right now. Life is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And if this person right here who created this has that message, like I can also experience that as well. That's great. You seem very content and you are happy where you are now because you've worked hard to come where you are now. And that is such a powerful thing to be able to say that. And we humans always want more, right? Yeah. So I have this question that I always ask my guests. So if you got, so this will be in in Krona. Uh, Like I always say, if you got 5 million Krona right now, I think that's about, yeah, let's say $1 million. Okay. If you got $1 million right now, what would you do with them? Oh, (laughs) they're here for you to go. You could do whatever you want. What would you do with them? I feel like it would be, me trying to build something where I can give back to others. Like, I I mean... And what would that be? Whatever I'm dreaming about for my future, whether it's like creating this brand where I can raise awareness, where I can 
create products where, you know, the profit can go back to organizations to help children have a second chance of life through medical care, right? Like that's like my goal, like to just give back to others and to make others have the ability to live life, mm. right? So mm. if I'm using that, let's say million dollars, it's, it's, I would hope to put it towards something that can even make it more than a million, yeah. right? It can grow and grow and grow and it can be something bigger than what it is. So, mm. you know, whether that's like creating a brand building brand awareness around it and then people knowing about the brand and then purchasing products at like 100% of profit for like this one collection is going to go to children's hospital to help children, mm. you know, get through treatment. Mm. So I feel like it would go towards a goal of making other people have the ability yeah. to live. That's a very, very, very nice vision to live after. But what, what is your best advice for other other female entrepreneurs or other aspiring entrepreneurs, regardless of men or women? What is your best advice? I would have to say it's to just continue to listen to your heart and where it's guiding you. Yeah. And for you know quite some time, it might seem like I had it all together and I had this plan, but I mean, most of my life, I feel like I was very confused about what to do, where to go, especially after cancer. I'm like, well, like, what is life about? And I think you start to think to yourself, okay, maybe I'm supposed to live my life for my parents, for example, because they provided for me, they helped me, they did X, Y, and Z, and I owe it to them. But the truth is, your life is for you. So you really need to listen to your heart. And when you lean into your heart, that's when everything starts to align. And it sounds very cliche saying this, but it's the truth. Because as I continue to lean into my heart, maybe I'm making decisions where, you know, podcasting, for example, it's not my full-time thing, but I'm doing it for fun, right? I'm doing it for fun, getting my voice out there, building community very slowly, right? And I'm learning from it too. Um, have people told me to not do it? Yes. Did people tell me to not, not write a book? A hundred percent. I had a lot of people saying I couldn't write a book and I shouldn't write a book. Okay. But I listened to myself and because I did, it started to open up doors for me. And even like with this new job that I have, um, in designing like from my nine to five, people told me not to do it as well. But as soon as I made that decision, this is honestly like what I've kind of wanted to do my whole life let me lean into it. That's when other doors started opening up. That's when I started feeling calm. That's when I started feeling aligned. So you have to make that decision to listen to your heart center and listen to who you were meant to be on this earth. Like you came here with a reason. You came here with a purpose. And when you understand that your life is precious and you can lean into that deeper and deeper and not have any regrets or being selfish for living for yourself, that's when you'll feel very aligned. Yay! <laughs> very, very, very good advice. Yeah, Alexa. and that's when you'll start to live. That's yeah. when life will start to happen for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not happening. Things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Exactly, I so agree. It's all about yourself and what's from inside. Yeah. And that's gotta come out. Yeah. But first you need to ask those hard questions to yourself. In, in, inside, you have to ask those questions to yourself and it's really hard, um, but I feel like I feel like, you know, li I mean, life is just, it's going to throw you roadblocks, right? Yeah, yeah. I might be going through a season right now where it's kind of calm and I'm, I'm honoring that. Yeah. 
and celebrating. I'm celebrating and I'm honoring it. And I'm also taking time to realize that like maybe this can be some sort of a nervous system expansion for me. Like it, it's possible to be calm like this. Like you deserve to be calm like this. It's okay. Hmm. So going forward in life, maybe when I'm experiencing some sort of turmoil again, you be like, wait, Alexa, remember that time of life where you were super calm? Let's start to relive that again. Let's take it out of your nervous system. Let's, let's start to rewire those neural connections to make you feel that way in your body, that calmness. Yeah. Let's stay calm. And Alexa, thank you for joining Business Talk. It was so great to have Things you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I hope everyone has been enjoying the sound. Like, I'm excited myself. <laughs> this is the first time we're recording this with a guest. Yay, uh, outside. In the middle of New outside, York City. In the middle of New York City with a lot of cars, a lot of, there's someone sitting next to us uh, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's everything happens in there's the city. There's trash in front of us, trash, cars yeah. coming left and right. Yeah. People it, walking. We're getting secondhand smoke. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Life is good. And uh, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone.